For even thou, the Lord, speak to thee, my son. Yeah, I would have thee to know when I have seen thy despair and thy perplexity. Even as thou hast rode down the road and hast cried to me and sought me. Yea, even thy soul has been in a quandary, and thou knowest not what to do or which direction to take. But this day I, the Lord, move the clouds, and I, the Lord, move the upsetness. And I, the Lord, move that that has attacked thy soul, and I give thee vision. And I give thee faith and strength, and I got turn thy situation. And I place thy feet upon solid ground. For even the call that was placed in thee when thou was just a small child is even now coming to fruition and to the surface. And yea, thou are wrestling between the natural and the spiritual, my son. But knowest thou that I got hold all things in thy hands and thou hast been searching to me for answer. Knowest thou that the answer has come. And yea, I God will order thy steps and direct thy paths. Surrender thou to me. Surrender thou to me, saith God. And the anointing of my spirit shall fall upon thee and burn as a flame. And our God shall begin to open doors for the word that has been placed in thee all these years to come forth. And yea, it shall come forth with a vengeance. It shall come forth with a healing and a deliverance. For this day I got part the clouds. And I got settling thy soul. Yea, the quandary and the upsetness and the warfare that has gone on. Not knowing what to do or which way to go. I God order thy steps and direct thy paths from this day thy life shall take a change for I the Lord have ordered a change and none can hinder saith God oh hallelujah when you don't know what to do God knows what to do when you don't know which way to go God knows which way you need to go hallelujah would you lift your hands and praise him would you lift your hands and praise Him? I appreciate the Lord today. You know, people don't know what to do right now. People don't know which way to go. They don't know what to do. Everything in this country is going to hell in a handbasket. Circumstance and situation is attacking God's people on every hand. And all the devil is doing is trying to wear out the patient, wear out the saints. That's all he's trying to do is wear out the saints of the Most High. He's trying to wear you out. You stand fast. You stand firm. Don't you give in. Don't you give up. Don't you back up. You hear me? Don't you let a dead, don't you give the devil one inch. Don't you give him one inch. Hallelujah. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place in a great and a mighty way. Hallelujah. I want you to open your Bibles with me to Matthew the ninth chapter. I feel like the Lord wants me to go into this word. Hallelujah, I feel such a delivering power of God overshadowing this place. Glory be to the Lamb. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. Anybody excited about what God's doing? I said anybody excited about what God's doing? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all with me in Matthew, the ninth chapter? Let's go to verse 35. When you get there, say amen. Glory. I feel like I could run through a troop and leap over a wall. 
Hallelujah. Y'all look that word wall up in the original Greek. It means a covered wall, a small building. David said, by the Spirit of the Lord, I can run through a troop of our men, and by the Spirit of the Lord, I can leap over a small building. He says, that what he, that's what he said. David knew the Spirit of God. He knew what the Spirit of God could do to a man. Samson knew what the Spirit of God could do to an individual. Samson wasn't no big muscular he-man. Samson was a Jew. He lived bitty fella. <laughs> he lived bitty fella. But when that anointing fell on him, he took the jawbone of an ass and slayed a thousand armed soldiers. And they never put a hand on him. Walked in the middle of a thousand armed soldiers and had swords and spears and shields and just, I mean, slew them by the anointing, by the Spirit of the Lord. Because the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. Hallelujah. Chapter 9 and verse 35. Jesus went about all the cities and the villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. And when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth labors into his harvest. Go with me to the book of Ezekiel, the 11th chapter. I'm sorry, I'm one scripture too early. Go with me to Ezekiel 34. We'll get them all in anyhow. My God, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost in this place. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, you can leave here with something today that you didn't come in with. Y'all don't realize when the Spirit of God falls like this that this thing will saturate you? This thing will saturate you and soak into you if you're hungry for God and you'll leave. You, you can leave out of You don't have to have hands laid on you. You don't have to have one word prophesied to you. You can leave out of a spirit like this, saturated, just soaked up in the Holy Ghost, ready to just rain all over the devil. Hallelujah. I said you can just rain all over the devil. You can soak up enough. You can just rain all over the devil's parade. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 34, are you with me? Verse 4. The diseased have ye not strengthened, neither have ye healed that which was sick, neither have ye bound up that which was broken, neither have ye brought again that which was driven away, neither have ye sought that which was lost, but with force and with cruelty have ye ruled them, and they were scattered because there is no shepherd. And they became meat to all the beasts of the field. When they were scattered, my sheep wandered through all the mountains and upon every high hill. Yea, my flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth, and none did search or seek after them. Ezekiel 11. When you get there, say Amen. Verse 17. Therefore say, thus saith the Lord God, I will even gather you from the people and assemble you out of the countries where you have been scattered. 
And I will give you the land of Israel, and they shall come thither, and shall take away all the detestable things, therefore, and all the abominations thereof from thence. And I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of their flesh, and I will give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes and keep my commandments, or keep my ordinances, and do them, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. Got one scripture in Romans, the ninth chapter. If I remember which one it is, I got almost the whole chapter marked up here. When you get there, say amen. Romans 9, verse 27. Isaiah also cries concerning Israel. Though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved. For he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness, because a short work will the Lord make upon the earth. And as Isaiah said before, except the Lord of Sabaoth had left us a seed, we had been as Sodom and been made like unto Gomorrah. Would you close your eyes? Let's ask the Lord to bless His Word. Father, I thank You for Your Word, and I ask You to bless the reading of Your Word. Lord, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand what the Spirit speaking to the church get us conditioned and get us ready in Jesus holy name I ask you father amen I want to talk to you today as long as the spirit of the Lord will lead me on I will gather my remnant I will gather what's left I saw a vision back probably in 2000. It's either 99 or 2000. I can't remember the exact year, but I'm thinking it was 2000. And I saw just acres and acres of ground. Just bare ground. Just dirt. And just here and there I saw little patches of grass. And on, around all those patches of grass that were just little bitty handfuls of sheep fighting to survive. And the voice of the Lord spoke to him and said, My people are scattered as sheep that have no shepherd. And as I watched that, I watched people struggling to survive spiritually. And something come on me and I stood up and I screamed out. And this is the only thing I can remember. I know there's more to it, but the Lord has hid the rest of it from me. But I screamed out and I said, no more. No more. No more. I don't know what else I said. The Lord won't bring it back to my remembrance. But I said, no more. Whether you want to face it or not, right now God's people are scattered. God's people are scattered. We don't have any leaders. We don't have the leadership that God's people had back years ago. 
Everybody just out here doing their own thing. Anytime somebody disagrees with somebody, they'll take them 10 or 12 and run off and start a church. And you get that 10 or 12 and build it up 15 or 20 and somebody in there get upset about what's going on, they'll run off with 10 or 12. And what's it done? Divided God's people. Scattered God's people. That the only thing they're doing is surviving. Ain't doing a good job of that. Just barely getting by. Spiritually. Physically. Mentally. Financially. God's people been attacked. The hounds and the wolves of hell has been nipping at God's people's heels for years trying to destroy them. But I'm telling you, when we crossed into out of 2009 into 2010, God said it stops. The Spirit of God said, I've ordered a change. Said, I've ordered a change. Hallelujah. My wife reminded me. She went back and listened to the, the service the night y'all come back from the retreat. Uh, and, and I preached that night on God uh, has ordered a change. Uh, there's a change been ordered. Uh, there's a change been set in motion. Uh, it ain't coming. It's on us. Uh, God is changing things. Uh, he ain't going to change things. God is changing things. Uh, said, was he changing, Brother Better? Uh, he's changing your way of thinking. Uh, he's changing the way you look at things. Uh, he's changing the way you feel about things. He's changing the words that come out of your mouth. He is changing, by God, your very spirit. You are being renewed in the spirit of your mind. There's a fight. There's a strength. There's a peace. There's a joy. There's a comfort of the Holy Ghost that God's people have never had that has settled down. And God's people are going in to possess the kingdom of God. They're going in to possess it. But you got to believe it. I read this here a few weeks ago. I don't think I got to preach on it, but I'm going to read it again. I'm in 2 Chronicles 15. I'm just going to start at verse 1. Y'all can catch up with me. The Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. He went out to meet Asa and said unto him, Hear me, ye Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while ye be with him, and if ye seek him, he will be found of you. But if ye forsake him, he will forsake you. Now for a long season Israel had been without the true God, without a teaching priest, and without law. Does that describe God's people? Did that describe God's people? Oh, we know about the true God, but He ain't been God to us. You hear me? He ain't been there because we walked afar off from Him. He said, as long as you seek God, you'll find Him. But if you quit seeking Him, you ain't going to find Him. People have quit seeking God. And for a long season now, in the Israel of God, I ain't talking about that nation over yonder. I'm talking about the Israel of God, God's chosen seed. I'm the Israel of God. You're the Israel of God. If you are blood-bought and spirit-filled, you are the Israel of God for a long time now. Israel had been without the true God. And God said in His Word, He said, I will hide my face from you to see what's in your heart. God has hid His face from us. God has hid His face from us to see if we're going to serve Him. I preached to you a few weeks ago. God said, I will prove. 
what is in your heart. Deuteronomy 8, the Lord said, I suffered thee to hunger. I suffered thee. I humbled thee. I suffered thee to hunger and thirst. I suffered thee to go through things to prove what was in thy heart. God wants to know what's in your heart. Are you going to serve Him in the good times? Are you going to serve Him in the bad times? Oh, when everything gets bad, are you going to jump ship on Him? That ain't what God's looking for. God's looking for somebody that's going to fight the good fight of faith. But I'm telling you, God's people have been scattered here. They've been scattered there. No matter what you do, how you pray, how you fast, what's preached, what's prophesied, you hadn't been able to bring God's people together. Why? The ministry to bring them together has been missing. That apostolic ministry, that ministry that sets the church in order, and that fivefold ministry that comes with that apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher has been missing. But I stand here today and tell you on January the 10th or the 9th or whatever it is, the 10th, 2010, that the Spirit of the Lord is ordered to change. And now at this time, a ministry like unto Paul, like unto Peter, like unto Jesus of Nazareth, the fivefold book of Acts. Ministry will now step on the scene, will now be birthed and brought forth, will now be birthed and brought forth, and will begin to gather that that God has allowed to be scattered. God's allowed this. God's allowed His people to be scattered. And God's going to reach. Oh, it ain't going to happen to everybody. But God's going to reach out there in every little flock of sheep. He's going to find His. He's going to find His. He's going to speak to them. He's going to speak to them. And they're going to start following Him. They're going to start following Him. Y'all hear me? They're going to start following Him. I said, Brother Matter, how are we going to know? He said, My sheep shall know my voice. You know, when you hear about a revival or you hear about something going on somewhere, first thing you want to know is, Who's preaching? Who's preaching? Never heard of them. Don't think I'll go. Brother, who? Sister, what's you but that? I ain't never heard of them. Don't mean they ain't chosen of God. Don't mean they ain't one of God's chosen vessels just because you ain't never heard of them. God's got chosen vessels all over this world you ain't never heard of. He said, but my sheep. Let me tell you something. A, a vessel of God don't have to say but a few words. And if they say something that's from God, it'll hit my spirit. And I know that God's called them. I know that God's anointed them. And I know that God sent them. Just like Brother Ray Lowe stepped in this pulpit the first time. I liked his spirit. I'd heard of him for years but never met him. But I'm going to tell you, he opened his Bible and read the first scripture when he did. Just like that. Something witnessed in my spirit. And I knew that God had sent him to this church to speak that word that was in his soul. 
God right now is raising up. You mark it down. He ain't going to raise up. He is raising up. There's people coming out of the wilderness. There's people coming out of the backside of the desert. Let me tell you something. God kept John the Baptist on the backside of the desert until the word of the Lord came to him. And when the word of the Lord came to him, he come out screaming like a madman. Prepare ye the word of the Lord and make his path straight. Prepare ye. Do y'all not remember February a year ago? I walked down this aisle in a long robe with a leather girdle about my waist with my staff in my hand and I began to scream out to y'all, prepare ye the way of the Lord. God told me the spirit of Elijah was coming to restore the church. He told me that spirit of restoration was coming to bring God's people back together. And I had a dream when I was up in Maryland in October. I was walking down the aisles of this church screaming out, saying Elijah's here. The spirit of Elijah's here. The spirit to bring God's people back to the altars, to their dedications, to their relationship with God. It's returning back to the house of God. And a move of the Holy Ghost is getting a hold of people's lives. It ain't coming, it's here. I said, it ain't coming, it's here. I want to go on and read this. I'll go back and read verse 3 again. For Now for a long season, Israel has been without the true God, without a teaching priest, and without law. And when they in their trouble did turn to the Lord of God of Israel and sought Him, He was found of them. And in those times there was no peace to Him that went out, nor to Him that came in. But great vexation were upon all the inhabitants of the countries. Any of y'all walking like that right now? Man, God's people don't have peace. They don't have peace. We should have, but we don't. Every way he turns is vexation, upsetness. You look forward to coming to the house of God because you know something's going to be here. But for some reason, we can't seem to carry it out with us. Just can't seem to carry it out with us. The Lord said, My people have committed two evils. They've forsaken the fountain of living waters and they've hewed themselves out cisterns that hold no water. For some reason, it doesn't matter what the Holy Ghost does or how God moves, we just can't seem to hold on to it. We just can't, my God, we can leave here shouting, we can leave here kicking the devil out the front door and rolling him down the hill, and we, my God, we won't, we won't get home till there's been a reversal. It's like God's people cannot hold on. They can't retain what God's doing. It stops now. It stops now. It stops now. You hear what I'm telling you? You hear what I'm telling you? The Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't care how you've been vexed. I don't care how you've been warred against. I, I don't care what the devil's done to you. I don't care how the forces of Satan has come against you. It says here, nation was destroyed of nation and city of city. For God did vex them with all adversity. God has vexed people because they would not walk with Him. They would not follow the leadership of His Spirit. God has allowed all this division. But I'm telling you something, the voice of God is speaking. The voice of God is speaking and He's beginning to gather. I said he's beginning to gather his sheep. He said, Jesus told his disciples, he said, I have sheep 
of other foes that she know not of. And there is a gathering right now. There is a gathering right now because people are sick. They're diseased. They're wounded. They're vexed. They're perplexed. They're upset. They're cast down. They're persecuted. They don't know where to, what to do. All this financial pressure is coming on people. And we're having to do things we don't want to do to survive. And we're wrestling with God and saying, God, there's got to be an answer. There's got to be deliverance. There's got to be a turning of this thing around. God, what's it going to take? When you going to move? And I'm telling you right now, if we will set our hearts to seek God and enter into what has been set upon us, it ain't coming, it's here. It ain't coming, it's here. It ain't coming, it's here. God spoke to us in December of 2008 and told us the prophecy of Joel in Joel 2 and 30 had already started. He told us it already started. God has begun to pour out His Spirit. It's been being poured out for a year now. It's been being poured out for a year now. I got that prophecy in the front seat of my car. Will you get it for me or somebody get it for me? I meant to bring it in. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The one, the three page one, the one from July. There's something in there I want to read. God's people are not standing and fighting for what God said among us. You hear me? You don't stand and fight the devil. I'll beat your brains out. You don't take the Word of God and stand on the Word of God and go to prayer and strengthen yourself. Look what look what this, this prophet here told Asa. Look what he told him because Asa was discouraged. In, in verse 7 he said, Be ye strong therefore, let not your hands be weak for your work shall be rewarded. What did God tell us last night? He said, Strengthen ye the weak hand and confirm ye the feeble knee and let the weak say, I am strong for we have entered into the day that the blind eye shall see out of obscurity uh, and out of darkness the dumb tongue will sing. Uh, the deaf will hear the words of the book and the lame uh, shall leap as a heart uh, and where it's been dry and desolate uh, where there's been desert uh, there's going to be pools of water there's going to be streams uh, in the desert. Why? The Spirit of God uh, has moved in to change things uh, to bring a reversal of every situation uh, the enemy has brought against you. Uh, I don't care how you've been vexed, how you've been troubled. I, I don't care what you're dealing with. I, God is turning the tables I, on the enemy I, if thou canst believe. What good does it do for God to speak if you ain't going to believe it? Is this the one where God said He'd drive the enemy back? See if you can find that place. God made us a promise before the first of the year. God made us a promise and I'm standing on it. He said He would no longer allow the enemy to sift us as wheat. He didn't say the enemy wouldn't attack us. You're always going to be attacked. Jesus was attacked. Jesus went through trials. Jesus was tempted. But see what I've been trying to show y'all. We read about them three temptations is all we read about. Now the Bible said 40 days and nights He was tempted. Wasn't three trials, it was forty days and forty nights. Forty days and forty nights. Y'all don't get in a hurry, we got all day, this is only half a page. And I told y'all to get these. Get these prophecies. 
Because the Lord said, take these in war, good warfare. You know, you can take the word of God that's been spoken by an anointed vessel of God and you can war good warfare. Paul told Timothy, he said, Timothy, take the prophecies that have gone before on thee and by these prophecies war a good warfare. Stand on what God's told you. Don't be denied. Don't be defeated. Don't be discouraged. Don't be downhearted. This is the night y'all came back from the ladies' retreat. Y'all remember how great the Spirit of God fell in here that night? Anybody remember how great the Spirit of God fell in here that night? This is what God said. For even I, the Lord, have stepped among thee this night. Yea, this night I have ordered a change. Let me tell you something. God's in control. God orders a change. What's going to stop it? God orders a change. What's going to stop it? Who's going to stop it? Nobody. You know what's going to stop it for you? Unbelief. Unbelief. It'll stop it for you. Yea, this night have ordered a change, saith God, in thy midst. A change of the working of my spirit, a change in the power of my word, and a newness of my anointing. Dost step into thy midst this night, knowest thou, my people, that if thou shalt hearken to my voice and give ear to that that I, God, speak, Thou shalt leave this place with an enduing of power from on high. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. When the power falls, like, my God, that worship service, there was a power falling. There was a power falling in that worship. Some of y'all think y'all ain't got y'all's hands up and your eyes roll back in your head and talking in tongues. The Holy Ghost ain't moving. That's because we're ignorant of the working of the Spirit of God. My God, in true worship, the Spirit of God moves and the Holy Ghost falls and you drink it in like a sponge. You drink it in like a sponge. And I don't know about y'all, my sponge has been kind of dry. I can soak up a whole lot. I said I can soak up a whole lot. I bet you I can soak up double my weight. <laughs> Wouldn't y'all like to have double your weight in the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. For I, the high and lofty one that inhabits the heavens, have come down and deliverance is in my hand. He didn't say he was coming down. He said I've come down. I am ain't coming down. He's come down. He's come down. See, everything with God's people is God's going to. God's going to. God's going to. Well, I know, Brother Metter, God's going to. What's wrong with right now? What's wrong right now? What's wrong with standing on the Word and defying the devil and saying, No, devil, not tomorrow, today. Today. Did God not say, I'm a present help in the time of trouble? Did God, God didn't say, I'll get back to you tomorrow, next week, or next month, or next year. He said, no, I'm a present help. I'm a right now help. I'm a present help. I'm a present help in the time of trouble. I'm a present help. Amen. He said, I'm a present help. I'm a right now help. I'm the same yesterday and today and forever. For no longer shall I allow the enemy to attack thee and sift thee as wheat. You hear what God told you? Any of y'all feel like you've been sifted? We all have. We all been attacked. Every one of us. But God said, no longer. What I do, Brother Matty, you take this word and tell the devil, he has no more place in your life. He can no longer attack you. He can no longer, or he can no longer sift you as wheat. He can attack you all he wants to. They ain't gonna do him no good. They ain't gonna do him no good if you take this. 
Say, what's that? That's a spoken word of God. Printed in black and white. Your Bible's in your lap right there is a spoken word of God printed in black and white. This is the spoken word of God. This is a prophecy that you can take this prophecy in war, good warfare. Have I got anybody with me today? Well, Brother Matter, I'm just so burdened down. I'm just so vexed. I'm just so upset. And if you keep that in your mind and you keep it in the spirit of your mind, the devil will rob you with what God said right here. You don't change the spirit of your mind. You don't change your thought process. You don't stand up and take God at His Word. Put them troubles behind you and let the Holy Ghost rise up in you and begin to tear down strongholds. Begin to cast down imaginations. If you let every uh, everything that can exalt itself against the knowledge of the Word of God stand up in you, it will. It'll tell you God's Word won't work. It'll tell you it won't work. No longer shall I, God, step back and allow the forces that have attacked thy mind and warred against thy bodies to prevail. Take God at His Word. Take God at His Word. Tell the devil it ain't happening. Tell the devil it ain't happening. I don't care what I see. I don't care what I feel. I don't care what I've heard. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. He was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquities, the chastisement of my peace. I ain't worried about this no more. I'm going to lay down and go to sleep. I got confidence in God. God's my healer. God's my savior. God's my redeemer. God's my rescuer. All things is in his hand. I ain't going to worry about nothing. I ain't going to worry about nothing. What good does it do to worry about it? You ever drove yourself crazy worrying over something? Walk the floor, wring your hands, keep you awake, give you heartburn, indigestion, headaches, backaches, toe aches. You walk the floor and scream at God, God, if you don't do something, God, if you don't move, God, I don't understand. And all God's saying right here, stand on my word. Stand on my word. How many of y'all got copies of this? Are you reading them? Are you reading them? Shove it in the devil's face. Shove it in the devil's face. Say, back up, boy. God said he'd no longer let you attack me. He'd no longer allow your forces to attack me that I couldn't deal with it. I got string deal with it now. I got string deal with it now. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. God's got a leash on you, Satan. <laughs> you can only go so far. You can only go so far. Y'all know the devil can only go so far. And a lot of it's going to be how far you let him go. A lot of it's going to be how far you let him go. For this is the day that I, God, step into thy midst, and I declare unto thee this night that I, God, yea, establish a church, and I shall build this church upon my word, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I did not even know that was in that prophecy. God's building a church. God's building a church. You talking about right here, Brother Metter? No, worldwide, God's building a church. We just, we just want them little bitty few sheep. God's building a church. God's putting His body together all over this world. People are coming together. They're going to come together. They're coming together in one mind. They're coming together in one accord. They're coming together under the leadership of the Holy Ghost. And if I be a servant of the Lord, you mark it down. I am telling you that men like unto Paul and Peter... 
you will now see them step on the scene. You will now see them step on the scene. They have been prepared. You hear me? They have been prepared from the foundation of the world. They will now step on the scene. Some of them you may know and some of them you may not know. But you're going to know the word. You're going to know the anointing. You're going to know the power. You're going to know the deliverance. Why? Because God's people can't go forward without leadership. Can we gather together and have church? Oh, yes, we can. Can we gather together and worship God and feel the Spirit of God? Oh, yes, we can. Can we study the Word of God and have God pre- uh, have the Word preached to us? Oh, yes, we can. But if you don't know where to go and you don't know what to do, how are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? If you don't know where to go and what to do, how are you going to go? I ain't talking about just this little group of people right here. I'm talking about the body of Christ. See, when I talk about the body ministry, I ain't talking about just us. There's a body being put together worldwide. There's a body being put together worldwide. Is there a functioning body right here? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. But God said, I'm going to reach out there and I'm going to start gathering. Everywhere I've scattered them, I'm going to start gathering. God's going to reach over here and get two or three. He's going to reach out there and get a half a dozen. God's going to bring them together. Bring them together. Hallelujah. Going to bring them together. Why? He said, I will gather. I will gather that that I have scattered. He said, I'm going to gather it. Y'all want to stay scattered or you want to be brought together? You want leadership? You want leadership? I do. And I'm going to tell you something. They better have something. They come preaching. Because I'm going to be searching them out with a fine tooth comb. They better have something I can feel. They better have something that bears witness down in the depths of my soul. And when they speak, it better be like electricity running up down my spine. And I'm going to know that I know that I know that I know that I know that God's with them and God sent them. And I'm going to say to y'all, listen. Listen to the voice of one. He didn't say one voice. He said the voice of one. Crying where? In the wilderness. Where have God's people been driven to? The wilderness. God's people have been driven to the wilderness. God's people have been driven out of the mainstream church world. Thank the Lord. <laughs> Thank the Lord. But we went out here gathering just bits and pieces of food and trying to survive. Holding on for something to happen. It's here. You hear me? It's here. I'm telling you, it's here. I'm telling you, this is one prophecy of what, three? That God spoke in just about every prophecy. He says the same thing. This is the one from 11.14. This night I say unto thee, lift up thy hearts unto me, yield thy spirit unto me this night. Open the gates of thy soul unto me, and I say unto thee, the King of glory shall come in. The King of glory shall come in. Yea, if thou will lay aside from thy minds the warfare.
Do I need to read that again? If thou shalt lay aside from thy minds the warfare, listen to me. Some of y'all don't know the majority of the thoughts that go on in your mind is spiritual warfare. You think you're just thinking. No, you ain't just thinking. You are in a spiritual battle. You're in a warfare. You're in a warfare to get you to take matters into your own hands, to get you to doubt the Word of God that's been spoken, and to get you to act in your own defense. And if you ever step out of a spiritual battle into a carnal mind, the devil's got you. He's got you. You can't do this in yourself. Lean not to thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge the Lord, and He shall direct thy paths. Lean not to thine own understanding. Lean not to thine own understanding. But in all thy ways acknowledge the Lord. He shall direct thy paths. Anybody ever get up and pray, Lord, direct my path. Order my steps. Get up every morning, get on my knees, and and I say, Lord, be a lamp to my feet, a light unto my path. Order my steps, lead me in a plain path. Get off my knees and go do what I got to do. Don't wait on the leadership of the Lord. Neither do you. Neither do you. Why? We're bound by habit. We've got responsibilities and natural things we have to do, things we want to do, and we'll get down and pray and say, Lord, guide me, lead me, show me, direct my path. And then we'll turn right around and go do everything we want to do. Whoo, it's quiet in here. It's quiet in here. Can't help it, we're creatures of habit. The habit's got to be broken. The habit's got to be broken. We've got to become yielded. What do y'all think the Bible says when it says yield your members to the Spirit of God? Yield your members as instruments of righteousness. Y'all think all that means throw your hands up and shout and talk in tongues? No, it means to let the righteous Spirit of God work in you that you begin to do righteous, live righteous, walk righteous, talk righteous, see righteous, and be righteous. As you yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness, you got out there and done unrighteousness and ungodliness, now give yourself over to yielding to righteousness. You're not your own. I don't feel like I'm getting no traction today. If thou shalt believe that I am God, and besides me there is no other, an indwelling of my spirit shall step in thy innermost being, An indwelling of my words and my power shall step into thy innermost being, and thou shalt leave this place tonight with victory, with victory in thy spirit, with victory in thy soul. Yea, believe and doubt not, for I, God, send an outpouring that is entering in, it is entering in, it is entering in. Open thy mouth wide, open thy mouth wide, open thy mouth wide, and ye shall receive the rain of my spirit and the latter rain of my spirit does now fall. And y'all know God poured something out that night. God poured something out that night. 
He just poured on us. He poured it in us. And now we stepped into something. What are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? We're going to take God at His Word? We're going to take God at His Word? Anybody going to take God at His Word? Anybody going to take God at His Word? When Brother Scott come in here and preach the first day of the year, he said the church had been in the wilderness. But she was coming out of the wilderness with power. And he spoke to me. Gave me that scripture. What is it? Habakkuk? And said, believe the vision. For it's not going to tarry. Let me see if I can find it. Hallelujah. Oh, don't you love him? Thank you, Jesus. Y'all just bear with me just a minute. I ain't too keen on where all these Old Testament prophets are and the order they're in. You got to search them all out. I believe it's Habakkuk. Yeah, here it is, the second chapter of Habakkuk. First verse. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon the tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but in the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. He said, Brother Matter, that scripture is for you. He said, it's for you. And then I had everybody in this church turn around and look at that banner that's over that door back there. Y'all know what that banner says? Now, therefore, give me this mountain. That's the vision God put in my spirit ten years ago. Now, therefore, give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. This is ours to possess. Spiritually, naturally, this is ours to possess. The move of God is on us. God tells me some, I'm going to fight to see it brought to pass. You hear me? I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to take God at His word. I said I'm going to take God at His word. I'm going to take God at His Word. Anybody willing to fight and take God at His Word? Any of y'all willing to believe that God is beginning to gather? Because people scattered. How many people are sitting across these mountains and hills that you can't get them to the house of God? How many people wounded and bruised, broken hearted, blinded by the devil, how many 
Hundreds. 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 God said, I'll gather them. God said, I'll gather them. I'm fixing to bring this word to a close. But God spoke in this church five or six years ago. He said, I'm going to bring people from 100, 150, and 200 miles away. He said, even the children and the grandchildren of people that one time believed in this word, he said, I'm going to draw them back to this place. Children and grandchildren. He said, I'll draw them from 50, 100, 150, and 200 miles away. God said, I'm going to gather. My plan's not God's plan. Your plan ain't God's plan. You hear me? We ain't going to do this our way. We're going to do this God's way. We're going to do this God's way. God's gathering. God's gathering. The Spirit of God's gathering. Y'all hear me? Spirit of God's gathering. But I'm telling you this. Judgment starts right here. Judgment starts right here. I ain't talking about something six months or a year old. I'm talking about judgment begins at the house of God. God can't judge this wicked generation until He first judges His people. Judgment must now begin at the house of God. Judgment must now begin. I was telling y'all some of of y'all last night, I ministered to a man down out of Savannah, Georgia, a pastor. I didn't know who he was. Pastor's a big church down there, several hundred people. Lord led me to him. He was in my meeting down there in January last year. Lord led me to him. I ministered to him. The word of the Lord fell on him. And he blowed me off like I was a little nobody. He didn't have time for this little preacher. But God reached for him. God reached for him. I knew that word of the Lord and the pastor of the church that I was ministering in come to me. I said, he didn't receive? She said, no, he didn't. I said, I don't feel good about him. I said, I feel death all over him. They walked in his pulpit Wednesday night, put handcuffs on him, right in front of his congregation, led him out and locked him up for child molestation. His ministry's over. His church is gone. And if them people don't have their eyes on God, every one of them will shipwreck. The devil knew what he was doing, but yet God reached for him. God reached for him, but he wouldn't listen. God reached for him. You hear me? Judgment has now begun at the house of God. God's not letting sin slide. Oh, there's things you used to could have got by with for a little while. Ain't getting by no more. How many times have y'all heard me scream out in the last five or six months, set your house in order. Set your house in order. Set your house in order. God ain't playing. I'm telling y'all, God's closing the door on this church world. He's closing the door on this church world. He's going to reach out there to the sinners. My revivals this year, oh, it's going to draw some church folks. But my revivals this year is going to draw sinners. It's going to draw drug addicts, alcoholics. It's going to draw people bound by the devil. That's why I'm telling y'all, get ready. Get something in your soul.
to help these people. They're coming. They're coming by the hundreds. They're coming by the thousands because they need deliverance. One act of God. Y'all hear me? One act of God is all it takes to propel a ministry into the forefront that people will come from everywhere. One miracle, one great deliverance. God's done it all down through the years. One notable miracle. You can be preaching in a tent and won't have ten people. And one notable miracle. One act of God. Because people will come by the hundreds. Get ready for it. Get ready for it. One little church. One little church won't seat 50, 60 people. One act of God can cause it to double and triple, quadruple in size. One act of God. One act of God is all it takes. I told Sister Angela, I said, you better get ready. I said, you're liable to have a church full come Sunday. I said, man, people liable to be standing outside your church. Because God already told me he fixed to run the church over. See, when God speaks, we hear it, but we don't believe. We put it out yonder somewhere. Now's the day of God's vision. Now's the day of God's prophecy. I was in India in 1994. Preached to a crowd of about 30,000 one night. And I had a pastor there from about eight or nine hours away. By bus. And I told him, I said, I'm flying into your city tomorrow. I said, i got to catch a plane out of there to Bombay. I said, I'll be going home. I said, but I won't preach at your church tomorrow night. He said, Brother Metter, you don't want to come preach at my church. I said, why not? He said, I just got one little bitty schoolroom. He said, about 30, 40 people. I said, you get yourself on that bus and you get back there. And I said, you get them people gathered together and you tell them I'll be there tomorrow night. I got there. And they were gathered in a schoolroom, probably about half the size of this church. 300 sitting on the floor and out the door. And I had to tiptoe between them to get up to a place to preach. I got up there and I had a place about eight foot square up here to preach in, me and the interpreter. And I preached a message on called Rise and Come to Jesus. Preached about how blind Bartimaeus got up and come to Jesus. How the woman with the issue of blood got up and come to Jesus. And when I got through preaching, I said, everybody wants to receive Jesus as your Savior. Stand on your feet. They stood, the whole crowd stood on their feet. And I noticed as I was preaching, we was in a schoolhouse. And the whole courtyard filled up. There's five or six hundred people filled up in the courtyard. And I said, everybody wants Jesus to be your Savior, take one step forward. They took one step forward, and I took one step backward, and I was pinned against the wall. And for over two hours, I laid hands on people, and God healed them. The last little boy I prayed for, his mom was holding him in her arms. She's four, he's four years old. I got it on video somewhere. He's blind. I prayed the prayer of faith for him. God opened his blind eyes. He looked up at his mama, saw her face, and he smiled. 
born blind. First time he'd ever seen his mama's face. A revival broke out. I left. A revival broke out. I got a letter from that brother three weeks later. He had moved buildings, got a bigger building. Said he had 287 people in his church. That woman was a Hindu. She accepted Jesus as her Savior that night. And that's the thing the interpreter told me. Said you preached about a God that would open the blind eyes. She accepted Jesus as your Savior. Now she won't even do it. I took that little blind boy and prayed to pray faith for him. God opened his eyes. 287 families were touched in that revival. Broke out and run three weeks after I left. They don't tell him how many people was touched, but he added 287 people to his church. One act of God. You hear me? One act of God's all it takes. God's time in God's hand, all it takes is one act of God. God will gather. God will gather. God will gather what he has scattered. See, God's done this. God don't mean for man to get the glory. God don't mean for man to get the glory. And God don't mean for man to rule over his people. God scattered this to keep this from becoming man's thing. This will now become God's doings. And it is marvelous in his sight. Amen. Don't you let the devil discourage you. Don't you let the devil back you up. Don't you let the devil cause you to give up. And for God's sake, make a commitment to God to walk with him. With all of your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Amen. Make a commitment to walk with Him. Would you close your eyes? Lift your hands to the Lord. I want you right now to make a commitment to God. Because we have entered into a visitation of the Holy Ghost. I want you to make a commitment right now in your spirit. That you're going to walk with God, you're going to believe God, and you're going to press. You're going to press. You're going to press. Has anybody got any press in them today? You're going to press. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God, you look down on this church. Lord, and you see the people whose hearts are lifted up to you. Lord, I don't know what's in their hearts, but you do. I don't know what's going in their minds, but you do, Father. But, Lord, I ask you to take them at their word. As they lift their hands and their hearts to you, and God, they reach out to you. Lord, and they make a commitment to you, Lord, then let this covenant that you said you would write your laws in our minds and in our hearts, let it overshadow them right now. Let it overshadow them, Jesus. Let the power of your Spirit and the strength of the Holy Ghost, God, sink down into people's spirits and into their souls. And give them the steadfastness. Give them the fight. Give them the determination to fight the good fight of faith. And lay hold on eternal life. Let your will be wrought in each and every heart and life. In Jesus' name, amen. God's not going to just show us the kingdom.
He's going to show us how to possess it. I know what the kingdom of God is. I know what the mystery of God is. But I ain't never been able to possess it. It ain't knowing. It's possessing. Do you hear what I said? It ain't knowing it's possessing. I can go anywhere on this mountain and look at land, look at houses. And know I'd like to have that. But how to possess it, how to get the ability to possess it, whole different story. Boy, that's a good-looking house. Man, I like that property. I love that view. God, wouldn't that be nice to have? Same thing in the Spirit. We can know it's Christ in you. We can know it's God living in us. But how to get it, how to put it in action, how to obtain it, how to possess it, whole different story. Whole different story. It's what God's doing to us now. He's teaching us how to get this. The Spirit that's working and moving inside of you is going to teach you how to possess this. I don't believe it's all going to come from the pulpit. I don't believe that. I believe God's going to begin to teach you by the Holy Ghost how to possess how to possess. How to take hold of the word. That it doesn't matter what attacks your body. You're going to look at the devil and say, Devil, I don't believe it. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. Ain't accepting it. Don't care. Know what the word says. Know what the word says. Stand on the word. Ain't nothing you can do. Hallelujah. Ain't nothing you can do. Do you love Him today? I appreciate the Lord today. You know, I want to tell you, men, the Holy Ghost ever get on the same page. I do all this studying and all this praying. Man, no, I got this great message, and I come out, and the Lord just throws it all everywhere to do what I tell you. I said, okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I guess we are getting on the same page, ain't we? I appreciate the Lord today. Does anybody need prayer? You need me to lay hands on you. Sick in body, got something you're facing, got something you need God to help you with. It's time to stand up and be strong, church. It's time to stand up and be strong. It is. It's time to stand up and be strong. When the Lord visited me in that dream, when I prayed for Sister Marvine, and God healed all that in her arm, God gave her that miracle in her arm when he spoke to me and said, The prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise them up. And then the Lord told me that word save there means healing for the soul, mind, and body. So what God was saying, the prayer of faith shall save the sick, it shall save their soul, it shall heal their soul, heal their mind, and heal their body. The prayer of faith. So when the prayer of faith is prayed, I don't worry about it. I just take God at His Word. I don't care what I feel, how I'm hurting, what's come against me. I don't care what it is. God said He'd heal us soul, mind, and body. Amen. Ain't going to accept nothing less. And I'll battle stuff. I'm just like y'all sometimes. I battle stuff. And I get tired of battling it. I'll just go to my wife and say, Here, lay hands on me. I'll just tell her, Lay hands on me. When she lays hands on me and prays the prayer of faith for me, I said, Devil, that's it. 
The prayer of faith shall save the sick. The Lord shall raise them up. I said, that's it. Ain't nothing else you can do. It's the Word. We've got to learn to take the Word, children, and fight. Go by what God tells us. You cannot serve God in your five senses. Can't do it. Your five senses work through your carnal man. And your carnal man will tell you God's Word won't work. But God's Word will work. God's Word does work. Anybody need prayer before I change the order of the service? I'm going to tell you, I've enjoyed these services last night and today. To me, that word last night was rich, 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 rich. Hallelujah. And I believe today was pretty good. Hallelujah. She wants the Lord to do something. Right in here. All over. Raise your hands. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. Thy spirit. The spirit of infirmity. Go. In Jesus name. Glory. Fell a little fire. Okay. Hallelujah. You believe God will do it? Believe He'll do it? When? Right now? Believe He's a right now God? How many of y'all believe God's a right now God? Believe He's a right now God? How many of y'all believe He's a right now God? How many of y'all believe He's an on time God? Believe He's an on time God? Hallelujah. I said, you believe He's an on time God? The name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I speak to that situation and I order a change. She, shwa, sabaretno, drinza, abababeretiba. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Done. Done. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Feel like you got a little bit of fever. Uh huh. Just reach out to him. Just reach out to him. Tell the devil he's a liar. Tell him he's a liar. Say, Satan, you're a liar. I belong to God. I belong to God. I'm not your property. I'm not your property. Satan. Satan. Leave me. Leave me. Now. 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 Thy fever, go. Thy spirit of infirmity, be Woo! Glory be to the Lamb. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Take authority. He said, Behold, I give you power. I give you authority. I give you dominion. I give you dominion over all devils. 
all sickness, all disease. I give you dominion. I give you power. That's authority. I give it to you. He said, I give it to you. 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 It's yours. I give it to you. Hallelujah. You done cooled off. Fever's break. Fever's broke. She got she got cool sweat. She just cooled all across her brow. Come here, feel her. Just feel she she's cooling off. Just feel the the cool of the sweat all across her brow. Fever just broke right there. Why? It left. Didn't have no choice. Didn't have no choice. <laughs> Burning, ain't you? Warm? Being driven out. Why can't stay? Can't stay. Can't stay. Can't stay. Don't have no right. If you'll take your place in God, it don't have no right to stay in your body. Don't have no right to stay in your home. Don't have no right. You hear me? Don't have no right. Don't have no right. I don't care what the doctors say. You hear me? Don't matter what the doctors say. It doesn't matter. Everything the doctors told you was wrong, I command right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Who? Whew. My God, it's done right there. You felt it too. Felt a witness of it. That's all you got to do is stand on God's Word. Stand on God's Word. Give that to Mason. You tell him I sent it to him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Do you know God said in His Word, I think good thoughts towards you? Not evil. He said, I think good thoughts towards you. Do you know God's Word says, I load you daily with benefits. That's God's Word. God said, I daily load you down with benefits. And I think good thoughts towards you. Y'all think, y'all think this will, yeah, I'm going to say this, and y'all, y'all going to think it's funny. But old Roberts used to tell people this every service. God is a good God, and the devil is a bad devil. God is a good God, but the devil is a bad devil. Good things come from God. Amen. God is a good God. God said, I think good thoughts towards you. God wants good things for you. God wants good things for you. And if you will walk upright toward Him, He said, I will daily load you with benefits. God will load you down every day with benefits. Amen? With His benefits. He said, He said, if you'll prove me, he said, I'll open unto you the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings that you ain't even got room enough to contain them. Is that what God's Word says? Is that what God's Word says? He said, I'll open the windows of heaven on you. I'm walking in 2010 with the windows of heaven opened on me. They're not going to be opened. They're opened. The Spirit of God ain't coming. It's here. A move and a visitation of the Holy Ghost ain't on its way. We're walking in it. We're walking in it. We're walking in it right now. 
The thing God has to do is get you to believe it. God has to get you to change your mindset and the way you think and the way you talk and the way you act. Oh, well, Brother Metter, I'm no 